0: Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the diva tech talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it, so on with the show. We're back. Tech Diva success, another great episode, and I am really on fire to be with Terry Brock. It's been a pleasure to meet him, and we are going to have a hot episode for you today, He helps people just like me and you increase our marketing and communication skills, which is ever so important in the video and the COVID era, as we like to say. And he is an excellent speaker. He is part of the Speaker Hall of Fame. So bow down to the Speaker Hall of Fame (laughs) and was awarded the National Speaker Association's highest award, the Cavett. And he works with entrepreneurs and organizations to increase productivity and profits by leveraging technology, which is what we're all about, to build mutually beneficial two-way relationships, which is, again, what we all want. Uh, He could teach things around advanced skills like Zoom or Loom or virtual presentations, so we're definitely going to get into that. And he has three money-making videos, which are always great. So we have that on the website, which you can get in the show notes or on our blog, and we will make sure to pop that URL and discuss that at the end. So welcome to the show, Terry.
1: Nicole, it is great to be with you.
0: Great. Got our tech divas, a lot of them tuning in, listening for success tips. And I know you have a lot, but your background, is there anything that I missed?
1: Oh, I've done a quite a bit, but the main thing is we're looking at uh, going forward. I'm a communicator, so I started actually in radio in Michigan, right? Not, not very far from where you are, and working in a newspaper. So I was working in radio, three radio stations in Michigan, in Albion, Mason, and Midland when I was there, and then worked for a newspaper. Uh, they liked what I was doing. I, I interviewed a senator from uh, a state senator in Lansing. And they liked what I did. So they sent me to Washington, D.C. And I covered Richard Nixon's inauguration at age 16. So uh, that was a lot of fun. So I just kept working and having fun and communicating. But I find today, better than ever, we can communicate now. I mean, you and I are connecting right now with beautiful video. We're doing this in crystal clear sound and video. And years ago, you could not even do that, let alone if you could by remotely, it was thousands and thousands of dollars an hour. Now, the opportunities to get ahead for those who want to embrace technology and embrace helping people. We can do it now more than ever.
0: Yeah. And I love the bright side of COVID and the pandemic is the acceleration of video usage for corporations and for companies. As a working mom, it gives flexibility to pop in a feeding or <laughs> give, a, give a kid a snack. But I think it's the acceptance level has gone up. And that's so great for people like you and I who are passionate about connecting like this.
1: Absolutely. I often like to say that really, we've got four, three things and one really wonderful thing happening right now. I remember using Skype when it first came out and it would work. It was okay. It was doing the best they had at the time with that technology, but we consider it a successful Skype call if it only crashed four times in 30 minutes. That was just the way it was back then. But now it's smooth. We got great audio, great video. How's my audio and video coming through by the way? Looks yeah, it's nice. It's just the, the way that we've got it. And then we got good internet speed as well, much better. And it's getting with 5g coming it's going to be even better, but I think the very best, And this is the opportunity for the tech divas that are watching this. Right now, it's better to be alive than ever before because now, because of COVID-19, one of the good things that came from all the tragedy of it, a good thing is that now people are more open to doing video presentations. So like you said, someone could be home with her daughter, with her son, taking care of kids, and take a break real quick. Somebody watches the kids for just a minute, for two hours, while they do a program. They're making money. They're working, being productive, and more people accept the idea. Businesses now accept the idea of using video to communicate. You don't necessarily have to get on an airplane. Remember before, it was always, well, we just got to get you here. and It's just not the same unless you're there physically. Well, I get it. Yeah, that's true. But to get me from, I'm in Orlando, Florida, to Seattle, it's a day to get there. Then I'm there for a couple of hours, but that takes most of the full day. And then another day to come back versus now we can just hop on the phone, hop on a Zoom call or Skype call and make it happen.
0: Yeah, so we're so connected all the time, 24-7. The freedom to be able to do this is amazing. We're so connected to the phones and the internet and the availability. Well, I'd like to talk a little bit about your tech tips because in this virtual world where we are connecting over video and have the option, you can always pick up the phone and call someone. Talk a little bit about your tech hacks and some of your success secrets when it comes to just overcoming the technology fear maybe for some and moving forward? What can you share here?
1: Well, yeah, you got about three or four hours here. Yeah. Uh, we can get talk about that a lot. I love talking about that. But I think with whatever technology it is, when you first get into it, I found that often it is a little bit intimidating for anyone. I work with a lot of tech people around the world. And I find when you first get into it, it's like, oh, that's not working. Oh, this is more. Let's try that. And we're trying to work it through. I think the key is to learn how to learn. If you can do that and be able to adapt and adjust with technology, and be willing to accept the pain, willing to accept that. Keep going strong. You got to have that uh, that grit. I was just reading a book by Angela Duckworth. She's a professor at uh, UPenn in uh, Pennsylvania. There, and she talked about uh, her book is called Grit, and she calls it perseverance and staying with something. That's the key. It's not the people who are the smartest that really succeed. It's those who say, "I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure out how, and when I fall." Not if, but when I fall, I'm going to figure out how to get back up. I'm going to learn from that, and I'm going to go after it again. If you can have that attitude toward learning technology or whatever it is, you're going to do really well because there's some enormous tools out there. I just went through one, I don't know if I mentioned to you, I'm working with a new tool called Big View, and it's a little tool for video capturing it. It does captions for you. You look into your smartphone and talk, and it gives you captions that you can make very large, highlight them. It also has a teleprompter built into it. That's pretty nice. So now you can read it that way. And it's all in a little app. Well, that's just one. It took me a little bit to figure it out. But now once I've got it, I put it down into step by step programs. Last week, did a class on that and I'm showing people exactly how to do it. We had a bunch of people online all over the country talking about it. And now they've got a tool that can really impress people. I think that's the key. You wanna learn that technology that when you send a message to someone, you can make them say, wow. My friend Winston Marsh from Australia says, that's what you gotta aim for, make them say wow. And Big View is a tool like that. People see it and go, whoa, hey, come here, look at this. Look what you just did. This is really nice. So you want to aim for those kind of things that solve real world problems and something that will give you the ability to create a video fast with wonderful captions that you highlight and also that can serve as a teleprompter. Uh, that's a pretty good thing to have.
0: Yeah, it's always the art of remembering what you need to say (laughs) and speaking authentically. I always get challenged with that as I'm making a course curriculum for my master class. It's like, I know I want to cover these things and I'm trying to stay conversational and especially in high stake conversations. So a lot of times for corporate presentations, when I present, to large audiences, I'll put all the sticky notes on. I mean, obviously the applications is one hack, but what's your advice on being authentic to the camera, as we know is the biggest impact, but also remembering what you're going to say? I found there's, you got to find what works best
1: for you. For me, trying to memorize something does not work because when I try to memorize it, then I go, oh, I forgot to say this. The other people don't know what you forgot and it doesn't matter. Or if you try to pretend to be somebody, you know, instead connect with people as human beings. Connect with them and get a chance to see who they are, what they're like, and where their pain is, and aim to solve their pain. Too many people have what I call eye trouble. And I don't mean E-Y-E trouble. I mean the letter I. I did this, and I'm doing that, and I did this, and I'm going to do that, and I look at me, and I'm this. And you step back sometimes and listen to these people that talk and just think, how many times is she using the word I? How many times is he using the word I? How many times if they use the word you, asking about the other person. Mm. And that shows a sharp difference between people who are interested in learning, have a curious mind, and those who have more of a fixed mindset, rather than saying I'm going to grow and have a growth mindset. Carol Dweck talks about this, and the really important concept of learning how to do that. But I think if we can learn how to learn and we remain adaptive we improvise, adapt, and overcome, as the Marines say. I think that's going to be a key for moving forward. And really, even in the midst of COVID, we understand the problems. We understand what's going on. And uh, I've had people that I know that have had it. And uh, some seri- it's a serious thing we're going to address. But at the same time, we're going to not let that get us down. We've had pandemics hit the world before. And they had less technology and less medical knowledge than we do. We're going to make it. And look for the good. Teddy Roosevelt said it very well. What can you do with what you've got right where you are? It's always easy to say, well, if only I had this, or if I had a little bit more money on this, I could do it. I don't care what you wish you could have. What do you have right now that we can use and deploy to solve these problems? I think that's the key.
0: Well, you make a good point there. (laughs) And you're right. I think that's a great hack. and I've also got the coaching of using we. And sometimes I'll just say we by nature and they'll go, well, who's we, Nicole? And I'm like, oh, we, we're on the journey together. Uh, I speaking... would
1: often would say before Gina and I got together, I'd say the three of us will get together, <laughs> me, myself, and I. Yes. The three of us have a great time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good conversations there, I'm sure. <laughs> well, when I first met and heard you on Laura's great show, I was really enamored with this concept of agorapreneur. So can you please tell Tech Divas what this is? Because I believe a lot of people have this in us and I've never heard the term.
1: Well, thank you for asking because it's a term that I made up with my partner, Gina. Uh, we were sitting around the uh, kitchen table on a Sunday morning. We like to sit and talk and explore where we've been, how was it last week, how we doing in the future. And we came up with the idea of entrepreneurs. There's something that I love. I love entrepreneurs. I am one. I've been an entrepreneur for decades and love it. And I work with entrepreneurs around the world, different cultures, different languages, and get a chance to see it. But I also like the idea of Agora and agorism. You look that up in Wikipedia, you see agora is the idea comes from the Greek word of open places. The idea of people interfacing with each other voluntarily. That's a key term. No coercion, no initiation of force on that, but it's all voluntary, celebrating freedom and liberty. The idea that you able to you're able to do anything you want to do and I emphasize that use your imagination as long as you take responsibility. And you do not harm another you don't initiate force somebody might be doing something i go Ooh, that's kind of weird Ooh, i don't like that it might be kind of goofy as long as they're not harming someone they have a right to do it and i feel that's good and so we took those words agora and entrepreneur put them together to be agorapreneur those who believe in living life voluntarily freely and being an entrepreneur to live abundantly creating abundance for themselves by creating abundance for others. I think that's the real key. It kind of ties into what my late great friend uh, Zig Ziglar said. He said, you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And I firmly believe that.
0: Yeah, and women in tech, we often hear that, the multiplier effect. And really part of my mission is to inspire women in tech just as I've been inspired. So I do have that kicker in me, and when it comes to connecting with people open and freely, uh, I also think that ties into networking. You've been so great with technology and, and presentations and networking. Do you have like a number one networking tip for tech divas?
1: I think the real key is to listen more. Because too many people, run out, you go to some of the uh, much deranged, but also sometimes well-deserved networking events that take place on a local basis. Everyone's got their business card. They bring a bunch of them and just want to give them away to everyone and say, I'm the guy for this or that or whatever. I remember I went to one many years ago in uh, Orlando here. And some guy I never met, he just comes up and he goes, hi, I'm whatever his name was. you know. And here's my cards. And this. And I do graphic design and all that. And you need anybody for graphic design. I'm your guy. I thought, wait a minute. I don't even know who this guy is. Does he know anything about me? Often like to find out at the end of a conversation, just pause, conversation over. How much do we know about that other person? How much do they know about us? How many times did they use I? How many times did they ask questions about you? So I'd say in networking, be much more inquisitive than talkative. I think if you ask more questions, you do better. My buddy, uh, Chris Brogan, talks about it a lot. He says, we need to grow bigger ears. We need to listen more. And as we listen more to others and we care about them, magical things happen. People go, hey, you hear what I'm going through. You understand my problem. Can, can you come over and work with us? Your know, you know, Rates seem reasonable. Come on over. I think we could, uh, we could work something out here.
0: As they say, two ears, one mouth. Exactly. Yeah, we have two ears, two eyes,
1: one mouth. That's a proportion that, w- that we should use them.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: And I think if you're sharing, that's good. But I think if we go back and we always think in terms of what can I do to help the other person? Yes. Just use that little tool that I thought has worked really well for me. You know, Listening and how many times do they use the word I versus you? And I think it should be about a five to one ratio of you to I
0: hey, you out there listening can take this concept and learn technology as well because the types of things that Terry's doing, if you're not sure about hosting Zoom meetings, getting involved, you can work with a nonprofit. I find a lot of nonprofits locally are looking for people just like you who kind of are ready to help them with tech tools, host a Zoom meeting for their board, uh, come in and help them. And I think that I found that's a great way to blend Um, giving and agorapreneurism with some of the tech skills because a lot of them need it and you leave feeling really good about helping them and helping nonprofits. But when it comes to women in technology, we're all looking to build relationships over this technical format, this newer format for many of turning your video on, uh, it being okay sometimes if your video isn't on because sometimes you have moments that you don't want to. But what is your tips on building great relationships Uh, over technology? and,
1: I think learning a few basics are really good, like getting a good camera and getting a good microphone. Audio is the most important part of video. What you want to do in building relationships, people subconsciously listen to you and they make decisions on how you sound. Get a good external microphone and also make sure your video is coming through well. Many of the webcams that are built into the laptops are good today, but sometimes you want to get a little bit better one. And make sure your lighting is good. As a matter of fact, though, so you need lights. And my whole point of that, seriously, is got some lights here and there. Because often I'm doing work. I've got clients now over in the Middle East, in Russia, work a lot in Australia. And so the time zone is going to be different. It's morning for them. It's yes. evening for us. I'm on U.S. Eastern time. And so get some good lights. That would be real important, along with the microphone and the, the cameras. And do what you can with what you got right where you are.
0: Facing the natural light is always great, and I do always set uh, my camera up so that it's trying to come down. That's a a tip that many women know from taking pictures: is that if you're a little bit (laughs) higher, even it gives you the reduces it. (laughs) It reduces the chin angle there. As we kind of get towards the end here, what is your best piece of advice for women in technology to be successful in their careers? I think continue
1: to learn, push yourself. Zig Ziglar again said, the easier you are on yourself, the harder life will be on you. The harder you are on yourself, the easier life will be on you. So push yourself, particularly mental discipline, reading. Books are wonderful. And get those and saturate your mind with good quality material that's gonna help you. Get involved in good networking groups and places where you can get to know people. Gina, my partner, has done a lot of that. She has a video rock stars. And a group where people get together, and it's mostly women, but they let some of us men in it as well, which is very nice. And we're learning about technology and video and that. She just celebrated a big, every five years where she went for grad school, they have a reunion. And they had another reunion recently. You get together with these wonderful people and got a chance to see them. So build those networks of people, but be uh, in there giving and helping others. And that means you study, you learn, you learn valuable information so that when you can say, hey, did you know how you do this on Iggy Wampum over here? And Wookie Woogie over here and Needly Weedley over here or whatever it is, showing people how to use that, that becomes very valuable. And that will help you get ahead as you learn more technology, as you reach out to help others. I think that's going to be the key. Men and women need to do that. And also think internationally. I grew up in Michigan, small little country town there in Michigan, as you know, right outside Jackson. And I got a chance to see a lot and I loved it. It was wonderful, but then I started traveling as I got out and on my own more. And so now I've been to many different countries. And for this little Midwestern kid here, I find it's a tremendous education to go to some other country and sit down and listen to people there, ask them questions and learn from them. Because often we're raised in a certain way and we think, okay, this is the way the world works. But I find you learn a whole lot from them. Usually when you're in the local bar or tavern, after about the second or third local drink, you usually find out a whole lot about them. And that's like with my Russian friends. You know, they want to uh, have some good vodka. And the Japanese, they don't trust you unless they see you drunk. They want to understand how you react, what you do. So I would say think internationally. Get out there. The world is that way anyway. And by the way, if you haven't already, consider getting another language learning another language it's like the old thing they say what do you call someone Nicole let me help work on this what do you call someone who speaks two languages what's the word bilingual right what if they speak three languages
0: trilingual
1: trilingual very good and if they speak one language American American. (laughs) that's the old American thing and so what we need to do is branch beyond that and learn some language I'm studying Spanish right now I'm Here in Orlando, we have a very large, wonderful Spanish uh, thriving community. And down in Miami, it's, it's like that. I find that as I'm learning it, it helps broaden my mind and think more. So those are the things I would say to the women that are watching this and to the men that are watching it also. Continue to educate. Continue to learn. Stretch your brain. Force your brain to do a little bit more. Memorize a little bit more. Read a little bit faster. Take the courses and be willing to pour in your time, your money, and your energy. There's a quote from Ben Franklin I just love. He says, pour the coins of your purse into your mind, and your mind will overflow your purse with coins. And I thought, that makes all the sense in the world. Find practical, market-valuable skills. Learn those. Be willing to put in the time, the money, and the energy. Learn those skills, and you've enhanced your chances of getting ahead enormously.
0: The languages many listeners may know are English, Python, Java, Yeah, PHP. Those,
1: <laughs> those are good languages to know also, absolutely. <laughs> and by the way, women can do that just as much as men. And I think that's a wonderful thing. There's no one stopping them. Matter of fact, they kind of like to have more women in there. And the average startup, a friend of mine was in charge of hiring. They're saying the average starting salary for the average programmer after training, 160,000 a year. And you think there's nothing stopping anyone going into that. You need to learn those skills. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you're man, woman, uh, black, white, yellow, green, purple, whatever. We don't care. Can you do the code? I love the way the Chinese think about it. I worked with a client over in Hong Kong and a very large multi-billion dollar corporation. The CEO happened to be a woman. And uh, to me, I saw in their culture, it was really interesting. They really didn't care if you were a man or woman or gay or straight or whatever. The question was, can you get the job done? And if you can't get the job done, I don't care your excuses. Don't tell me that you couldn't get up or you didn't get any sleep last night or this didn't happen it. It doesn't matter. Get the job done. Figure out a way to make it happen. And you can do that. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. And the Chinese are demonstrating that uh, feverishly. And we need to get to know those other languages and other people. We'll learn a lot.
0: Yeah, that would be a great takeaway if more people thought like that. We're definitely working to get there Uh, one diversity, uh, equality, and inclusion step at a time. And I think when it comes to women in tech and diversity of all people, as you just mentioned, the listening and getting to know is very important. So if you're on a staff where someone is different than you and you're working through a technical project on a team in your career, that tip which is great to apply for networking, kind of as you preface it there, really applies for what people can do in their, in their tech careers and getting to know other people, because that's where the ideas and innovation can really start to be exchanged around project-related uh, wisdom.
1: Absolutely. Nicole, I so admire you because you got not just a lot of book learning, but you have practical knowledge. You've got out there, you've done it, and you've got a real degree from North Texas State. And you're getting in there in Denton, working on it, getting your master's degree in it. They don't give those away. You had to earn that. You worked for it, and I applaud you. And for those of you watching this, I would say, find out what it is that you can do. Don't hold yourself back. Produce. Don't use excuses. None of that matters. What matters is can you do the job. If you have a loved one who needed an operation, you're not going to say, well, did we get the right kind of person here? You know, the right color or sex or gender? No. We want to know a doctor that can get the job done. I've got a friend of mine who's, she's a doctor over in Detroit, does wonderful work saving lives as a surgeon. And the thing is, she's incredibly good, not because she's a woman, but because she does a good job. So become really good at what you are and you'll blast through those barriers when you're the best and you're the best out there. People will say, yeah, we got to have you." Some might go, no, we don't want. Well, that's okay. That's their loss. They're going to suffer. So keep pushing for becoming better all the time. I need to get better myself all the time.
0: Yes, becoming a master of your craft super important, super valuable, and always learning. In fact, I love the law of attraction. That's part of it, right? Your mindset. We laid a lot of this foundation in this episode, being positive about the pandemic, looking at the glass half full. I assume uh, that's kind of how you lead your everyday life, but you can't spell attraction without action. So you have to both want to be better and then act to be better. And I think that way of taking action is what you said. Always learn, always be open and be an agorapreneur in life.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) The idea of living freely, voluntarily, never initiating force or coercion and just uh, voluntarily loving people and go out there and make a lot of money because then you'll have the resources to help others. In a wonderful way. You know, Nicole, one of the things that I found I really enjoy in life is just helping others when I really can. I mean, we all have needs for money. Yeah, we got food and housing, we got to take care of things. But after a while, for me, just I don't need that stuff. What I do need, though, is to find ways I can help people that can use it. But like my, one of my heroes is Andrew Carnegie. And he said, we have to be very careful. You work very hard, get all the money you can, but then don't just give money away because money given away too easily can cause a lot of harm to someone. They would use it. He says, you want to give it where it will do the greatest amount of good and the least amount of harm. He went out and built libraries all over the place. Lots of libraries. And he told the local community they had to raise the money for the books because he knew if he just put the books and the library and everything there, they just look at it as, oh, that's just Mr. Carnegie's library. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. So they had to hold bake sales and go out and ask people to donate for books and things like that. But what better resource to have in a library in a community when they didn't have it before.
0: That's a great way to think and grow rich. For sure. As Napoleon
1: Hill told us, exactly. (laughs) Who uh, was mentored by Andrew Carnegie. (laughs) Yes.
0: Putting it together. I've been doing my time as well. The audio books are great for when you're on the go, just like we hope many women are out there listening to more and more of these in podcast format or uh, watching us and video replay. And we appreciate you tuning in. And I like to just say, what is any last words of wisdom?
1: Realize that your best days are ahead of you. You can create it. It's up to you. Keep learning, feeding your mind with good information. Go on a diet on the junk that's out there. For instance, in the old news that's there, think about it. That news that they talk about today, it's not going to be valid. You won't want to listen to it two days from now, three days from now. But books that are good, read those. Books that give you marketable skills and try to find what the market is looking for Keep looking for that, supply their need, and remember to focus on the you and stay away from the I trouble.
0: I love it. We appreciate you. We want to make sure people can connect with you and you can do many things for many people. But I know when it comes to preparing for virtual presentations, engaging, getting your teams to have phone over video, all those types of things you can provide people. And you have some free tools on the free money-making videos that is available at Terry Brock. Obviously, Terry, T E R r y dot com that's b r o c k for brock that's terrybrock backslash free tools, which is always awesome for our listeners and that's exactly what we want we want our listeners out there to be able to take this podcast as a form of media and be one percent better and I know that the advice that you've given is sage advice and will make everyone connect better over video, using technology, and be better for tomorrow, which is all we want. Is there any other things called action uh, for our audience?
1: I would say get those tools and look at them. Those are tools that are free to you. They're videos I put together, and they can really help you, help you learn some skills that are there. And then let me know how I can help you. Uh, Terry at terrybrock.com is my email. It's a great way to get in touch. And if I can be a resource to you and help you out, I'll be glad to do that.
0: Well, you're an amazing individual. Connecting with you is what it's about for this show. I gain in my own personal connection to people like you and being connected with you and having this high energy, great conversation. And I hope my listeners are doing the same. So thank you again, Terry, so much. And thank you, Nicole. It's great day. to be with you. Yes. Thanks. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.